You are listening to ESPN New York tonight to your 98.7 ESPN radio. I just wanted to say thanks, Larry, for acknowledging healthcare professionals every day on your show. What's today's top stories? Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. All right, doctor, thank you very much. We'll do those shout outs in a couple of minutes. But right now, as you requested, here are our top stories. And we begin with the National Football League. Our Adam Schefter reports Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City agree to a 10-year extension worth over $400 million. It's the richest deal in NFL history. Mahomes had two years remaining on his existing deal and now will be under contract with KC for a total of 12 years. Our quarterback guru, Dan Olowski, weighed in on SportsCenter. It pays to be the best person on the planet at what you do. And that's who Patrick Mahomes is. Like, this is awesome. This is why I love the NFL. This is great for the Chiefs. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the biggest star this early the NFL has ever seen. He's the best quarterback this early the NFL has ever seen. And I would say this, after hearing Sheffy talk about the numbers, this now makes me think they're going to go chase the Patriots. They're going to go chase down Tom Brady's six Super Bowls and nine Super Bowls appearances. That's going to be interesting. I I agree with uh, Orlovsky there. They're really making the move. Uh, Once again, hope they got enough room, wiggle room, in that salary cap to do that. Sticking with football, three minority owners are seeking to sell their shares in the Washington football franchise because they are not happy being a partner with owner Daniel Snyder. This according to the Washington Post. Prominent businessmen Robert Rothman, Dwight Shar, and Frederick W. Smith, who combined to own about 40% of the team, have hired an investment banking firm to undergo a search for possible buyers, once again according to the Post. Well, President Donald Trump uh, criticizing a lot of folks today. He defends Washington and Cleveland team names amid calls for change and criticized both squads on Twitter for considering changes to their respective team names, accusing the teams of, quote, trying to be politically correct. End of quote. Let me just tell you this. Uh, In my past life as a broadcaster working with another station, WLIB, we used to do a radiothon with Keeley Radio. Keeley Radio is a radio station run by the Lakota Lakota country, Lakota Nation, Native Americans. They're out of South Dakota. And to hear them describe how infuriated they were and how frustrated they were in trying to write to Cleveland's baseball franchise about the smiling, happy uh, face of what they perceive as a happy Native American, how embarrassed they were, how insensitive it was. The same thing with the Washington franchise. It gave me a little different perspective on this. And if you notice, I try not to ever use for Washington in football, Cleveland in baseball, Atlanta in baseball. I try to use the city rather than the team name because I, after dealing with them and speaking with them, it made me understand just how offensive it is i mentioned the president was in the critical mood today he also criticized bubba wallace in the tweet this morning alleging a noose found in the driver's garage at talladega super speedway last month was a hoax and questioning nascar's decision to ban the confederate flag from the sport 
president asked whether Wallace has, quote, apologized to all those great NASCAR drivers and officials who came to his aid, stood by his side, and were willing to sacrifice everything for him, only to find out that the whole thing was just another hoax, close quote. Also said that NASCAR is experiencing its lowest ratings ever as a result of its handling of the incident and its decisions about the flag. By the way, a Fox Sports executive tweeted that the network's NASCAR ratings have increased more than 8% since the sports restart. And by the way, remember, Wallace never saw the news. He was told about it by a person who found it. Let's move to baseball. They say they've addressed delays in the COVID-19 test results. It was caused partly by the July 4th holiday weekend, and they don't expect problems to continue. MLB made a statement after the Nationals and Astros both shut down their workouts today because they were awaiting, awaiting results from the test taken Friday. Well, on Get Up this morning, Jeff Passon discussed testing and other possible issues going on with the major leagues. Not great right now. And look, you're going to have bumps at the start. That, that's just inevitable when you're endeavoring to do 14,000 tests a week. But the Oakland A's had intake testing, Greeny, on Friday that was taken between 11 and 1 o'clock. They still do not have the results of that yet and thus had to cancel a full squad workout yesterday and don't even know if their position players are going to get to work out today. The Los Angeles Angels yesterday just did not have the testers show up. They were supposed to take tests. They were supposed to have it sent out. Didn't happen. You see incidents like this across baseball and when Sean Doolittle says we got to clean it up, he's absolutely right because this plan is only as good as the testing. And if there are flaws or errors in the testing, baseball's not going to happen this year. And I think Major League Baseball recognizes that, and I think the players recognize that. But no matter the enormity of the endeavor, they still have to get it right in order for it to work. And that's what the next couple weeks theoretically are for, to figure out how to get this thing functioning and going as smoothly as possible. Now, these don't include the testing issues that were that forced the Nationals and Astros to shut down their workouts today. But remember, at least 31 players among 19 of the 30 major league teams have tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Also, more players like David Price and Nick Marquecas say they won't participate. So on SportsCenter tonight, Buster Only was asked, will there be more players opting out? There is an expectation that more players will drop out. Now, look, those test results we got on Friday, 1.2%, that provided a beachhead of hope around the game. And you heard that in talking with officials and with players yesterday. Guys were going through their workouts. They're doing their thing. But there's so much uncertainty. And we heard that from Mike Trout on Friday. We heard it from Buster Posey yesterday. And the fact that so many respected veterans now have decided to step away, I think will give players a, a clear opportunity to assess their own situation as to whether or not they're going to continue. Scary moment on Saturday for the Yankees when Masahiro Tanaka's hat flew off and he immediately collapsed to the ground, grabbed his head after being struck by a Giancarlo Stanton comebacker. Trainers quickly ran to the Japanese right-hander who stayed down for a few minutes before sitting up. Aaron Boone had an update on Tanaka. First off, uh, Masa is at the hospital now. He had concussion-like symptoms um, originally before leaving for the hospital that have since dissipated. Um, he went through a battery of tests at the hospital. Everything checked out well. They had a CT scan. It's negative. Um, and he's he's still there. They're, they're going to keep him for a couple more hours uh, just to be safe. But we expect him to be released this evening. Um, 
I would say right now he's doing well. Uh, he'll go into the concussion protocol, um, but uh, feel like he's we're getting good news on that front. And he was released and is undergoing the concussion protocol, so hopefully he'll be back. That was a scary, scary situation. In the NBA, with Florida's COVID numbers continuing to rise, Adam Schefter was on the In the Bubble podcast, and he was asked the unthinkable. What happens if LeBron James tested positive? I just had this conversation literally 30 minutes ago with somebody. We were talking about the NBA, and that was the exact example he used. What if LeBron gets it? And again, we have not been in that situation before. This executive just texted me. What happens if and when, and hopefully it doesn't happen, but what happens if and when an NFL coach is put on a ventilator? What happens? And and I think there are any number of these scenarios that we could bring up, which we haven't had to face before. But my guess would be that if a star as big as the game, bigger than the game, like LeBron got it, that... I think it's fair to say the season would be in jeopardy. I think that that's fair to say. I, 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 I'm not a decision maker in the NBA. I don't know how they run, but LeBron has enough followers that if he got it and he couldn't play, couldn't you see his teammate? Well, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And boom. And, and, and we're back to our house of cards again. Oh, I agree. There's no question that LeBron, and we hope to God it doesn't happen. But if he tested positive, they would shut the league down. They would have to because how many people are you going to have to when you go tracing first his team and the team that he played against or have to all be tested. All right. So that's and if you're suppose that happens in the conference finals. Well, that's two teams. that just no finals. What are you going to do? Schefter also on the in the bubble podcast was asked the influence money has on players decision to participate. There's a lot of money at stake, too. Right. If your player is making I'm making this up. We'll call it $16 million a year. You're making a million dollars a week and somebody's infecting you and you are out for three weeks. The NFL and the NFL Player Association still haven't figured out a scenario as to what happens to that money. But that player could conceivably be at risk of losing close to a million dollars per week for three weeks. So now when I'm putting my trust in my fellow man, if he has got me sick, now he's putting not only me at risk, my family at risk, my income at risk. Scary situation. In the NHL, the NHL and NHL Players Association have reached a tentative agreement on their return to pay, turn to play plan to restart the 2019-20 season and a, mem- a memorandum of understanding that adds another four years to the term of the collective bargaining agreement. So the next step in the process is the voting. NHL Board of Governors must approve the agreements. Once that happens with the executive committee, one player rep from each of the 31 teams will give the package its approval. The agreement will move forward to a full membership vote. Now, sources told our Emily Kaplan, the NFL, the NHL is targeting a July 13th start date for training camps. If all goes to plan, teams will travel to the hub cities on the 25th or 26th of this month and games will begin by August 1st. Eastern Conference teams will play in Toronto while the Western Conference teams will be in Edmonton. That's our top stories. Thank you, Giselle, Nikki, and Kyrie.